I don't know what happened. I have been recording podcasts since I've landed in Australia. I think one or two of them have worked. However, I recorded a big one, like a 20-plus minute episode after the rowing the other day. And I sent it to Garen to get edited and cleaned up and put onto iTunes. And for some reason, it cut out halfway through. So I think that's something to do with me being a complete and utter techno biff. So I'm going to try and rectify that now by putting this episode together and very quickly summarising what has happened in this journey so far. Even though today is my last day of competition, tonight is my last event in the shot put. I'm going to very quickly, in 10 minutes or less, try and put together what has happened so far. So check it out. Alright, so we started this whole journey back with the rowing. Now, just a quick story from last year, uh, when I was in Toronto and I did the rowing, I came away with two silver medals, which is fantastic, you know, and I I was proud of that, and I was kind of happy with what it was that I'd achieved, but I wasn't 100% satisfied, I'm not going to lie, you know, I go into all these things, uh, training and preparing, both mentally and physically, to win them, you know, and to be the best version of myself that I can be and I actually lost the four minute endurance race by 17 meters and the one minute sprint race by 19 meters and I didn't think it would affect me that bad you know but actually I spent pretty much the entire year after it thinking about it and thinking about what I did wrong where I messed up what I could have done better, how I could have prepared better, what was wrong with my technique, what was wrong with my strategy, all these different things. And it's very, very hard to try and get your head around, especially when the gap was so close. So I spent an entire year thinking about it, adapting my training around it, changing my strategy around it, and coming back this year to Sydney to try and rectify those mistakes. Now, the weird thing is, you know, I did pick up two golds this year. I got a, a gold in the four-minute endurance race and a gold in the one-minute sprint. In the one-minute sprint, I equaled my distance to last year. But in the four-minute endurance race, I actually didn't get a PB. You know, my personal best was last year, which I think was 956 meters. And I only got 908 this year. But I think that's because rather than attack the rowing with brute force and ignorance like I did last year... I attacked it with more of a strategy this year and a plan and my technique was different and my approach was different and although I I think I could have beat my personal best I when I got to the end of the race that last minute where I'd usually sprint I decided not to this year uh, I decided to leave it for the last 30 seconds because I thought that was enough to still clinch it And I was thinking strategically about the one-minute race. I thought, I don't want to really hammer myself too much here now unless I need to when I can save a bit of energy for the one-minute race. And, you know, it it couldn't have gone better thanks to all the coaching that I had from Hannah and Helen and, you know, a lot more of the talk about being strategic over just being an idiot and going like a lunatic. I decided to use my brain a little bit more. And, you know, like I said, it worked out. I managed to bag two golds, the plan went perfectly and you know I was I was over the moon with that I feel like I really have drawn a line under last year in Toronto now and I've ticked that box and I've achieved what it was I wanted to do 
and I don't ever have to do it again. Um, which is a great feeling because if you've ever sat on a Concept 2 rowing machine and gone hell for leather for four minutes or more, then you'll know just how deep you have to dig and how so destroying it can be doing that race. So a uh, very quick summary of that, you know, went in with the plan, with the strategy, I did what my coaches told me and it worked. You know, we came out on top. So I've drawn a line under that now and I'm happy and I moved on. Now, after the rowing was the swimming. Oh, and before I go on, I apologise if any of you guys follow me on social media and you're probably sick to death of hearing all this or seeing all of this because you know how much I'm into social media and, and pushing things out there. So you've probably seen this a million times already. But um, I just wanted to talk you through that as well. You know, and a similar thing happened last year in the swimming. You know, I went out and I set my goals. And again, you know, I was going for gold. And last year, it just didn't happen for me. You know, last year I got two bronzes, which again, it, it was great to medal, but, you know, I kind of try and set my standards as high as I possibly can at everything, you know, that I do mo nearly all of the time. And although it was great to get those medals, I still was disappointed with myself that I hadn't trained better, pushed myself harder and achieved what it was I set out to achieve. So I came back again this year different strategy, completely different swimming technique. I'd learned a lot over the last 12 months about how I swim more efficiently from everything from my stroke down to my breathing, to my starts, to my sprints, uh, all those different things. And I attacked it differently. And again, it worked out pretty well. I was just, just pipped to the post on the, the 50 meter freestyle. I thought that was going to be my strongest event. Um, where I could just go really hard, really fast, and I, I just missed out by like a second to Massimo, one of the Italians, who's a great swimmer. But I got I got a silver, um, which I was happy with. And then after that, well, the last race I did was the hundred meter freestyle, which I really had to tra change my strategy for this year because my strategy last year was just hold your breath as long as you can and just keep swimming, which doesn't work on a hundred meters because you fade massively on the way back so I took a lot more of a relaxed chilled out approach on the first 50 meters this year which is very very hard to do when you're racing and you're worried about people going ahead of you but it worked out and I saved my energy for the 50 meter return sprint and managed to bag that gold and I also this year um, entered myself in the 50 meter breaststroke and I want to just talk you through the story behind how that came about now, last year in Toronto, I met a, a really cool guy, Gary Robinson, who is also an ISA swimmer from the Australian team. Now, there's a fair few people on the Australian team who are actually Brits who have come over here and they've settled and, you know, they've joined the, the Australian military. So they're now actually representing the Australian team. And, and I met a lot of cool guys. I met, met Pete over there, who's a special ops guy. Uh, Neil, one of the coaches whose parents actually live in, in Plymouth, where I do, and that's where Neil's from. So I met, I met a lot of people from the Australian team, and I made a lot of friends. And this year when I turned up, um, I was speaking to one of their coaches, and he told me that Gary, who I swam against last year, was the only ISA swimmer in the 50-meter breaststroke. And if they didn't have another athlete, then the event would be cancelled. Now, I have... Never trained breaststroke uh, since I've been injured. I don't really know, or didn't really know, 
how to do it. But I sat there and I kind of thought about it. And I thought, well, you know, for the sake of just entering it, you know, it's going to give another athlete a race. It's going to give the crowd another race to, to look at and cheer at. And, you know, even though I'm not, well, I didn't think I was any any good at it, I thought, you know what, let's just do it anyway. Let's give it a go. Give the crowd something, you know. Hopefully, you know, Gary really wanted to spring breaststroke, so I thought that would be cool if I can do that and, and help out a, a fellow athlete and a fellow veteran. And so the night before the race, I asked uh, my coach, Hannah, <clears throat> if she could get me entered into it. And they they did. Um, fortunately, the Invictus guys said, yeah, we can go ahead and do that. They hadn't actually cancelled the race yet, so we were still good to go. And so I turned up on the day of the races, um, jumped in the 25-meter practice pool, and swam three lengths, just trying to figure out how to do breaststroke. I was under a little bit of time pressure because I had the 50-meter freestyle coming up. So I thought it'd be a good way to get myself warm anyway for that race, and I'll try and figure out. So I did it. Um, Fast forward to the beginning of the race, me and Gary were on the blocks, we dived in, and I have to tell you now... um, it, it was horrible and it was emotional um and if you saw the race there was less than i think it was 0.29 of a second between myself and Gary i think it, the only reason i just picked it was because i maybe didn't cut my fingernails that night and they were a little bit longer than Gary's it was so close but i can tell you that from my point of view it, it was horrible that last 10 15 meters all i did was swallow water um you know i i had a a bit of water in in my system and i needed to cough it out but i knew that if i coughed it out i would have messed up my stroke i would have probably sank a little bit and that would have lost it for me so i was i was literally on purpose swallowing water for the last 10 15 minutes just to make sure that i kept my breathing okay and I can make it to the end. And I was literally drowning. If you watch the video, you can see me going deeper and deeper and deeper into the pool. But, you know, the crowd was screaming. And, it, it, you know, it was just so close. It was nail-biting. And I was so tired. But I just thought, you know, keep on going, keep on going. Let's see what we can do. Unfortunately, it worked out. And like I said, it, there was, it was ridiculous how close it was. You know, less than a, a third of a second was involved in that race you know but I'm just I'm I just want to say right here right now I'm just so grateful to Gary for letting me be in that race with him and for testing me and for really pushing me to the limit because I really if it was a 51 meter race I would have been done I would have sank and that would have been it I literally had nothing left in the tank and my technique and everything was just so messed up by that point uh, I, I really couldn't have gone any further, but it was just such an honour to be in that race beside Gary. He is such a cool guy, um, and his whole team are. You know, his whole team are such cool people, and I honestly feel like I've made good friends, good lifelong friends in in the people in that team. They're just so nice and supportive, and so thank you, Gary. Thank you, Neil. Thank you, Pete. Thank you, everyone else in that team for giving me that opportunity and that honour to swim that race and be beside my friend Gary, <clears throat> excuse me, now the last race of the evening was the horrible one, well, it wasn't quite as horrible, because I kind of knew what I was doing in this race, but it was horrible in the way that I knew 
what was in store. But it, you know, I, I just mentioned just now it was that hundred meter uh, freestyle race. So it was me. It was Gary again, and it was Joel, uh, Joel Rodriguez from America. What what an athlete that guy is. Um, I, I think there should have been personally a, a different classification, totally, for Joel. Um, it was very difficult for him with his injuries swimming in our classification. But what a warrior. You know, I rode against Joel as well. And what a warrior. That guy just doesn't care. He just gives it his all despite his massive disadvantages with, with his injuries. This guy just goes out and, you know, no excuses, makes it happen. And, and Joel, it was an honour to swim beside you as well, man. That was a cool race. Um, you know, I managed to, to get the gold in that one. Absolutely phenomenal to share that podium with Gary that day when he grabbed the silver. You know, that I was really hoping that I was going to get to share a podium with Gary, and I did, and it was an absolute honour. So, um, gents, thank you so much for for giving me that opportunity to, to push myself uh, against you guys. Now, yesterday... <clears throat> Excuse me. Yesterday was athletics. <laughs> and again, I, I have I had not in my life touched a shot putt or discus until we were at the UK team trials for the games. And I'll just tell you a very quick story. Um because I had not touched a shot putt or discus, my plan at the trials was to watch everybody else throw, see how they did it, act like I knew what I was doing, kind of fake it till you make it type thing just throw some shots and some discuses and then hopefully do well enough to make the team and that plan was annihilated on the day of trials when they called my name second you know so I really didn't have any time to watch anybody throw so I could try and fake it up there but I, I was honest with the coach when I got there I said look I'm sorry I've, I've never done this before can you just give me a quick 30 second acquaint and let me know what I'm supposed to do and they strapped me in I threw uh, again, no idea, technique or strategy, just brute force and ignorance. Managed to make the team, and and that was that. So yesterday we threw discus. Now, I, I don't say this with a a defeatist attitude. You know, I always go out to try and win. But Dave Watson on our team is a phenomenal thrower. He's, I think, if I remember rightly, ranked number one in the UK for our discipline. He he's dedicated to the sport and to the discipline of discus so I didn't really think I'd have much chance of winning but I didn't let that deter me I went out there with the attitude that I was going to win and you know it, it didn't go my way I got a bronze which I'm happy with but Dave smashed it Dave smashed it um I think he got 2296 which was a PB for him which is awesome you know that's another great thing about these games is everyone's smashing out their PBs so to get a gold medal and to throw the best that he's ever thrown in competition was phenomenal um you know and and we picked up the bronze so that's all good and second place was uh tim the american guy uh, who was just a powerhouse the guy who's got such upper body strength that's unreal but i was i was glad i didn't actually even think that i'd, I'd got a medal i was i was actually I, I shouldn't admit this but i was going through my emails at the time sat at the side of the track when they said, oh, look, you know, you get ready for your medal ceremony, you've got a bronze. <laughs> I was halfway through writing some work emails out. So, you know, I was chuffed and quite surprised with that, but happy, all the same. And then tonight we finish off. Tonight at 1900, we have the shot put final. And there's many of us that were in the discus final that are in the shot put final uh, tonight. So we'll see how we do. Like I just told you guys, like always, I want to go out there with the intention to win. 
I'm going to put on the best performance that I can put on. I'm going to hope to get the gold because that's what I always strive for. Because Not just because of the medal, because that tells me that I've done my best. I've put in my best performance and been the best version of myself that I can be in that particular circumstance. So we're going to go out there tonight with the intention of doing that. I don't know how it will go, but I can promise you that I'm going to put on the best show that I can. And then it's over. Then the games are over. And I'll be honest with you guys, I am really looking forward to that. I am I'm beaten up uh, emotionally, physically, mentally. I've had the time of my life out here, but I really just want to now chill out, jump in the bath, relax, get some good food, get together with my friends, get together with my family, and then go out there and celebrate and just reflect on this insane journey that we've been on for this last week and just congratulate everybody that's been here and, and done everything that they've done. So I will... Um, probably in another podcast because I've, I've, like I said, the, the ones I've done to this point have messed up, so it's gone a bit out of sync. But in another podcast, I'll probably just do a quick summary of how the shot put went, how the celebrations and the party went, what my thoughts and feelings are on the entire thing. You know, heading back home to the UK, and um, yeah, just do a quick wash up and then let you guys know how it's all gone. But guys. It's been emotional. It's been incredible. I've had a, a fantastic time. My family have had a fantastic time. All the athletes that I've spoken to have had a fantastic time. We've made loads more new friends this year from all around the world. I hope that Team UK have put on a show for you guys and shown you what we're all capable of and that, you know, despite the challenges that we face in our life, you may slow us down, but you will never, ever stop us. You know, and that's what the Invictus Games is all about. So thank you guys, as always, for your support and your encouragement. My social media has gone absolutely insane. You know, we're at nearly 16,000 views with the documentary. Garen's told me that this podcast, the downloads have spiked massively. So thank you to all you guys who have downloaded it, subscribed to the podcast, to my YouTube, left comments, shared it around your social media. You know, I really, really appreciate it. And I couldn't do any of this stuff without you guys pushing out the messages. So thank you all for that. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode and tune in. I'll do one more before I fly back to the UK where I imagine things are going to be insane for a couple of days before we settle in to normal life and then start prepping for Christmas. Yes, I did it. I dropped the C-bomb. Christmas, my favorite time of the year, is round the corner. So be prepared to be extremely annoyed with my social media posts in the run-up to Christmas. Guys, thank you all. I appreciate it all. I'll speak to you next time on the No Limits podcast. Mark out.